Hello and welcome to the Odds Checker Transfers special. I am your host, George Ellick, and I am delighted to be joined by Mr. Transfers himself, Fabrizio Romano. Fabrizio, thank you very much for joining us today. How are you doing? Hello, guys. Hello, guys. Thank you for the invitation. I'm so happy to be with you and congrats for your work because you're doing an amazing work. So I'm working so much, but I always look <laughs> at your page on, on social media. Top man, Fabrizio. Well, it's very kind of you to say that about us because it's fair to say you're absolutely smashing it at the moment. You've made the three words, here we go, pretty much the most anticipated uh, on, on social media and football at the moment. I mean, what, what is it like for you now with your two million Twitter followers breaking stories, being the man that all football fans want to hear from? It's beautiful because uh, I'm happy when, when people get happy because of the transfer market, because I am a football fan too, so it's normal. I can understand what they feel when we are talking about transfer stories. And, and that's it. I always say that I try to work for the fans, not just because of my work, my job, but it's also for the fans because I love when I see fans buzzing for the news, uh, getting excited for the news. So I really, really like it. And I like the here we go way, but obviously, as I always say, as I always say, I don't feel transfer market and my work as a race is not a race just to be the first. Obviously, if you can be the first, it's beautiful, but it's impossible to be always the first. We have many top journalists in the world, so I always try to respect everyone. But obviously, I try to, to give news when I am sure of what I'm saying. So my priority is always to say something correct and not just fake rumors or something like this. This is my mentality. Well, for anybody who's listening to this or watching this and doesn't know who Fabrizio is, get following on Twitter. He, in, in an age where a lot of people on social media are posting rumours that have no source, that you can't really trust, it's fair to say when Fabrizio posts something, you can <laughs> believe that it's going to be true. And, and before we get into the current rumours, I mean, I, I know you're not going to give away any of your secrets, Fabrizio, but it's amazing to see that you've got so many fingers and so many pies. I don't know if that translates for you into Italian, but you have so many... Um, <laughs> Yeah, angles yes. into different clubs can you can you kind of shed some light as to where your contacts and where, where the rumors come from i have to be honest it's impossible to to cover all over the world but one thing that helped me and help any journalist who is working in transfer market i think is that you can in this world in transfer market is something has changed in the last two and three years you don't have only the clubs as sources obviously the clubs are sources but mm. not just the club you can talk with the agents of the players we always have the intermediary in the big deals all over europe in in every country we have the intermediary while working so many times intermediary in particular can help you also agents because they work on the deal and if you talk with the club the club always are quiet they don't want to share many news it's obviously the the way of, of the top clubs so i understand it but if you talk with the agents well intermediary they can help you sometimes to get news because they are not interested in the club intentions they are just interested in the deal and that's why it's easier today in my opinion to find news obviously easy is a particular word because you have to work you have to be to stay always connected so it's not easy at all but having the intermediaries working in transfer market you can get so many news than before when you had just the two clubs talking and finding the agreements because of uh, about the players. So now you have the, the intermediaries, also the agents of the player, the families of players, the players themselves. You have the social media, so you have many ways to find news and to check news. Well, Fabrizio, if there's ever any news that you're not allowed to post, just DM me and I'll, and I'll get it out there. Okay, that's a deal between me and you. But. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
We're going to talk through some of the biggest transfer stories going on at the moment, some of the biggest questions surrounding certain players moving. It's obviously a time that football fans are desperate for their clubs to be strengthening ahead of the transfer window closing fairly soon. Uh, Before we do that, I'm just going to tell the listeners and the viewers to download the Odds Checker app. Uh, It's the very best place for all of your free bets, all the best prices Bookie offers as well, and all the very best tipsters around. And you can follow these markets as well on the Odds Checker website as we talk through them. Fabrizio, there's only one place to start. It is the summer of 2020, the biggest transfer saga that we are seeing. It is, of course, will Jadon Sancho return to the Premier League? Will he return to Manchester? But will he be returning to Manchester United? He's currently 8-11 to to stay at Borussia Dortmund. Dortmund saying they will not budge off their fee. Rumours of another transfer offer made by Manchester United in the last day or so. What's your understanding of the latest there? The situation is still the same, I have to be honest, by one month because Manchester United were really close to sign the Jadon Sancho at the end of July, the start of August. They were really, really close. Then something has changed between the agreement between the two clubs. Manchester United didn't want to spend immediately 120 million euro, was the price of, of Jadon Sancho because Borussia Dortmund always say they want 120 million euro. So at the moment, the situation is still the same. I see many rumors about a bid from Manchester United. I respect all the info, obviously, but what I'm told is that there wasn't an official bid from Manchester United for Jadon Sancho. They were talking with Borussia Dortmund, obviously with agents with intermediary involved in the deal. And what Borussia Dortmund told to Manchester United was, we know you want to do another bid, it's possible, okay, but don't do any bid for 90 million euro, 100 million euro, because we're going to lose time. The player is not moving for 90 million euro, for 100 million euro. The price of Jadon Sancho is still the same, 120 million euro. And we don't want add-ons, we don't want installments, we just want this money. So I think it's so difficult to get Jadon Sancho on the last three, four days, because Obviously, it's a question of time. You have to find agreement with Borussia Dortmund. And if you talk, as you said, with Borussia Dortmund board, they are saying the same in private as in public. They are convinced that Jadon Sancho will stay. He is considered a Borussia Dortmund player for this season. So you see, really difficult to find an agreement right now for Jadon Sancho. The opportunity was at the start of August. Manchester United were close. Now it's so difficult. But the situation is still the same. It's still stalling. So if Manchester United will arrive in Porto bid, we will see. But at the moment, Manchester United are still waiting on the Jadon Sancho deal and I think it's so so difficult to get him in three or four days. With Sancho back in June and July we, we were told that he was very keen to make the move is that still the case do you think if, if United were to up their bid and match the valuation he would be keen to, to come to Old Trafford? Yes because the player I think the key is also the player because Jadon Sancho would love to play for Manchester United he agreed with personal terms with Manchester United since the start of August so it's normal that the player wants to join but he's been so respectful with Borussia Dortmund too. He always say to Borussia Dortmund board, the same that Lautaro Martinez said to Barcelona. You know, in February when Barcelona were really close to sign Lautaro Martinez, then mm. the world has changed because of the virus. The same is right now with Jadon Sancho with Borussia Dortmund. The player said, if you're going to sell me because you want this money, I'm happy to join Manchester United. I have the agreement with Manchester United. But if you're not selling me, I'm not going to strike with the club to broke my relationship with the club. I want to stay. I'm happy here. I play the Champions League. Borussia Dortmund have a top team also this season. So that's why Jadon Sancho is ready to stay and he's happy to stay. Obviously, I think that until next year, we are going to see Jadon Sancho in another club because he decides also to come back to the Premier League. But in this moment, he's not going to broke with, with Borussia Dortmund. So if Manchester United will make an important bid, he's ready to join. If not, he's happy to stay at Borussia Dortmund. So respectful, we have to say. 
So at the moment, nothing doing there. But it looks likely that United are going to try and strengthen their front line anyway. And Usman Dembele seems to be the likeliest player to come to Old Trafford. The odds of him joining United currently one to three. Other names linked to Edinson Cavani is six to four to go to Manchester United and, and Jovic as well, another player who is rumoured to be of interest to Manchester United. What's your understanding on, on these kind of players or, or just another alternative to Jadon Sancho that United might sign? Oh, they've been offered. Also, Luka Jovic has been offered to many, many clubs all mm. over Europe. Also Manchester United, also Roma, also AC Milan, many clubs. Because, you know, Luka Jovic is out from Real Madrid. He can leave the club on loan. So that's why in this moment there is a possibility to see him out on loan. But... I have to say that in this moment, Manchester United are not progressing to sign Luka Jovic. We have to see what will happen on next days. But many players are proposed, obviously, to the top mm-hmm. clubs, offered to the top clubs, so it's part of the game. And it's the same for Cavani. About Dembélé, it's different, because for Dembélé, Manchester United have opened some talks with Barcelona. At the moment, it's not advanced yet, but they are talking with Barcelona. They are talking also with the player. It's difficult because Dembélé always said he wants to stay in Barcelona. He always said to his agents, also to Ronald Koeman, he wants to stay. He's convinced he can fight for a place in this Barcelona team and also for the future. He turned down bids from Liverpool, also from Juventus in the start of this transfer market we're talking about June. So I think it's difficult to see Dembélé leaving Barcelona, but I can tell you that Manchester United are talking with him, with his agents, obviously, and they are trying to convince the player. So we have to see what will happen, but for sure Dembélé is on the list for Manchester United. And it's different position by uh, different players, obviously, because if you talk about Cavani, we are talking about the central striker, mm. it's different. But if we talk about Dembélé, he can be alone, because Manchester United would only try to sign Dembélé on loan and it would not be a permanent deal. So this is another thing to discuss with Barcelona. What Barcelona will decide about the, the deal with, the, with Manchester United. But he's an option, yes. Interesting. Just a loan deal then maybe for yes. Dembélé. Manchester United also looking to sign a left-back. We thought the deal to sign Alex Telles may be getting close. He's still 1-6 to six to be making the move. But that seems to, in the way that all Manchester United deals, seem to be not particularly an easy one to finalise. Yes, it's not easy also because I understand the position of Manchester United when a player is with like eight months left on his contract. It's normal you can say in January I can sign this player for free. Why? I have to spend 30 million euros right now. So it's normal that Manchester United have this position. They are trying to arrive to the last days and they are doing it to, to get a lower fee. It's normal, around 10 or 15 million euros. This is the, the idea of Manchester United. Porto are still asking for 30, 25 million euros. So we have a big difference, but the negotiations are on, tolls are on. So we have to consider that Tayas is still the main option for Manchester United as left back. The player wants the move. He wants to go to Manchester United. He has the agreement on personal terms with Manchester United. So now it's up to the club. We have to see if Manchester United will increase their bid on next days. But he's the main option, yes. They also have some backup, backup option for left-back, but the main one is still Alex Tejas, and I think they will go for him also on the last transfer days. It's interesting you mentioned the backup, because there's been some talk that possibly Ainsley Maitland-Niles, who's 5-1 to, to make the trip, could be an option uh, from Arsenal. They'd obviously be pretty upset to lose him. Uh, and Nicola Taliafico as well, who's been very strongly linked to Manchester City. They could rival them for the signature. Any truth in that from what you know, or do you expect Taliafico to end up uh, with Manchester City? 
I don't have any info about Tagliafico in this moment. I have to be honest. I just want to keep him after selling best. They don't want to sell also Tagliafico, so it will depend more to Manchester City than for Manchester United in this moment. And about the the other name was Matlan Nice. It's appreciated by Manchester United board, also by the scouting. It's always been scouting. It's appreciated. But if you talk with Manchester United right now, I was also checking this news, and Manchester United told me about him that they are not in negotiation for him in this moment. So I see him as a difficult option for Manchester United on last days. Okay, let's move on from Manchester United now. We've given them enough uh, enough chat there, I think. And on to Arsenal. And Arsenal fans absolutely desperate to see a new midfielder sign. Some talk of, of Chelsea Jorginho, who's 5-2. to two. Some talk of Thomas Partey, who's 1-2. to two. But the one they're all saying, they're all tweeting, announce our Hassam Ar. And you have tweeted in the last hour or so about the, the Lyon president, Jean-Michel Aulas, saying that he expects a couple of players to leave. Do we think this will be a deal that finally goes through? Yes, for sure, Arsenal are trying. They are negotiating with, with Lyon. They are still in negotiation with Lyon also right now. So we have to see really minute by minute what's happening. But they are trying. More than Juventus. I see also rumours about Juventus. It's true that Juventus called Lyon, but they were proposing other players, not for our deal. They can't spend in this moment 50 million euros to sign a war. So it's Arsenal, the club who are trying to, to sign a war. We have to see about the money, because as Ola said, he wants... 40, 45, no. He wants 50 million euro to sell a war. He was starting from 60 million euro. Now he's considering 50 million euro. So, you know, it's normal in negotiation when you have a player who wants to leave because a war wants to leave and wants to play in Premier League. You can change about the money and the asking about, about a war. But Arsenal are negotiating right now with Lyon. The player wants to leave. Personal terms are not a problem. He wants to join the club for the Premier League. But there is no agreement yet. So we have to pay attention because Ola is a particular president. He wants his money. It's around 50 million euro, but he wants that money. And as he said today, he is not going to accept 35 or 40 million euro. Arsenal are ready to make another bit. We will see what will happen in the next hours. But they are negotiating with Lyon because they really want a war more than Thomas Partey in this moment. Because Thomas Partey has a release clause for 50 million euro. But from Atletico board, I'm told that they are convinced that the player can stay. They are not feeling that Arsenal are coming for Thomas Partey. And they are feeling that Thomas wants to stay. He's happy to stay. So it's a different situation, you know, also because Lyon are, playing the, are not playing the Champions League next season. Obviously, in Ligue 1, you have Paris Saint-Germain ready to fight to win the title. In La Liga, they have a different situation with Atletico because they are playing, obviously, the Champions League. They have a good project. Tomas is happy with Atletico Madrid having players like Luis Suarez. So it's so different between the two players. And that's why I see Arsenal more concentrated on Awar than on Thomas Partey right now. Still hope for Arsenal fans with Awar, but it does seem to be following a theme, this Fabrizio, where basically the line is, if a Premier League team wants their target, they need to pay what the club wants to receive. (laughs) And and the reluctance to do so is is what's holding these deals up. Um, We talk about Spurs now, and, and Spurs have, of course, made the probably the headline signing of the window so far with Gareth Bale's return to the club. But... The club, Jose Mourinho, they all still want a striker to either rival or play backup to Harry Kane. It's something the club have needed for a few seasons now. There are a few names being linked. Uh, Diego Costa is one at 13 to 10, who looks like he could be on his way. Um, and uh, Milik, another player who's been linked to, to, to Spurs uh, and their striker search. Do you have any inklings of any of these deals are close or who their priority might be? I have to tell you that talking with different agents and also about Tottenham people, I think they offered them like 100 strikers this summer <laughs> because everyone knows that Tottenham are going Everyone to who's available. Strike. Yes, <laughs> yes, many, many strikers offered to Tottenham. 
They have to make a decision right now. Pay attention to Milik, in my opinion. They were also trying for Luka Salario for Bayer Leverkusen, but Leverkusen, Leverkusen said no. And the same for Luka Jovic, but they don't want this kind of striker, so in this moment, no. Pay attention to the situation of Varek Milik, because he has been offered the game. The, the main issue is that he had many injuries. You know, you're going to try to sign a striker because Harry Kane has some injuries during the season and going to try for, for Milik is particular because he also has some many injuries during the, during the season. But he's been offered again and he's an option on loan with buy option from Napoli. So pay attention to Milik in this moment. I think he's one of the possible choices for, for Tottenham. They are discussing between the board and Mourinho. They have different ideas about the kind of striker they want between Jose and the board. They are discussing to find an agreement about the player. And as I told you, pay attention to Arkadius Milik. In my opinion, in this moment, he's one of the serious options on the list, but he's not decided yet. So we'll stay with Tottenham now and Inter's uh, Milan Skriniar is another one rumoured the centre-back. He's 8-15 to to make the move. Some talk today that Fulham, who are absolutely desperate to get pretty much any centre-back they can, from what I can tell, could be joining that race as well. So two London clubs in for Skriniar. We expect him to move on. Spurs presumably still in the driving seat. It's not easy. It's really not easy because Tottenham and Inter are negotiating, but also today the sport director of Inter said we are ready to keep Milan Skriniar because Tottenham were prepared to offer like 30, 35 million euro to sign Milan Skriniar. But what Inter said is we are not going to sell the player for 30 or 35 million euro. We want 60 million euro. Now they are going to consider also 50 million euro with some add-ons to arrive to 60. So they are in talks with Tottenham. I'm told that during the weekend, possible on Saturday, Tottenham and Inter will get in touch again. We'll talk again about Skriniar and we have to understand if Tottenham will go to make an important bill like 50 million euro, 45 million euro. If they don't, I think it's difficult to get Milan Skriniar. Also because you have to know that Inter, with Skriniar money, they need to sign another centre-back and they have so poor time to sign him because they would have like two or three days to sign a new centre-back. And so they need money also to sign a new player. So it's not so easy deal. Tottenham are trying. He's the first option for Mourinho. He's in love with Skriniar. Since he was a Manchester United manager, he always asked for Skriniar because he's a fantastic defender, in my opinion. But it's really, really difficult. So it's up to Tottenham. If they bid for 45, 50 million euro, in my opinion, they can get the player. If they don't, it will be really, really difficult. Pay up and get the player again. On to Leeds now. Marcelo Bielsa's Leeds, who've taken the Premier League by storm since they come back with their attacking style of football. And they brought in a fair few players as well, the latest being Cuisance, um, which has been announced re- announced recently. Still some ru- rumours over Rodrigo de Paul as well. Do you have any news about future incomings at Leeds? Situation is the ball for the police that they offer like 25 million euro. Udinese always asked for 40 million euro, but it's not just this summer. Same was last January, same last summer. They always said if we sell the ball, it's 40 million euro. So I remember Inter were negotiating for him, also AC Milan, and they always asked for 40 million euro. So in this moment, it's impossible to send him for 25 million euro. We will see if Leeds will try again. They signed Cuisance and this fantastic deal, in my opinion, because they signed him in a permanent deal. Obviously, Bayern Munich have a buyback clause, so this is something important for the future of the player. But for Leeds, a player like Cuisance is perfect, in my opinion. So they are always 
also right now, also more relaxed about the deal for the poll. They are not desperate to sign the poll. So if Udinese will start to talk to negotiate about the fee, they can try again. If not, they are okay with Cuisance. They are happy with Cuisance. I see also many rumors about Pulgar from Fiorentina, but he's not a real target right now. I see some rumors about Nandes for Cagliari. He's a player that Bielsa likes so much since he was in Boca Juniors. He's so appreciated by Marcelo Bielsa, but it's not easy because Cagliari are going to ask 20 million euros to sell him. Okay, so a few players still around on the radar for Leeds. Yeah. One move that seems to have maybe hit a snag today, Douglas Costa is currently 7-4 to four to go to Wolves. Some reports also claiming that Manchester United could be lining him up as well. Have you got any insight into the future of Douglas Costa? I'm told that Douglas Costa doesn't want to leave Juventus. He will leave Juventus <laughs> just for a top, top club. So Manchester United is a top, top club in his mind, but Manchester United are not moving for him in this moment. Juventus have not received any bid from Manchester United for Douglas Costa. So we have to see, because as we always say, expect the unexpected in the transfer market, and in particular on last days. But until this moment, Douglas Costa is not in talks with Manchester United. About Wolverhampton, I don't have any confidence about it, also because Wolverhampton are not looking on this kind of players, you know. They looked about young talents and this kind of players. Douglas Costa is a different player, is in the final part of his career. He has really many, many injuries, and this is a big problem because he's losing many games every year because of the injuries, and that's why Juventus are considering to sell him. He's a fantastic player, skillful player, good winger, but he's many times he's injured, and that's why Juventus are ready to sell him, but from Wolverhampton, he doesn't have any bid, and in my opinion, he would not consider any bid from Wolverhampton because he say, I want to move from Juventus just for a top, top club, playing the Champions League, fighting to win the Champions League, and it's different to consider this for Wolverhampton, obviously. Unbelievable disrespect there from Douglas Costa to the town of Wolverhampton. <laughs> I can't believe he wouldn't want to swap Juventus for the for, for Molyneux. Um, <laughs> outrageous. I was in Turin the other day and it reminded me a bit of Wolverhampton. But um, <laughs> uh, we'll move. Uh, we've got a couple more to ask you, Fabrizio, before we let you get away. Um, we haven't spoken about Liverpool. We haven't spoken about Chelsea. We haven't spoken about Manchester City much. Uh, I think we, we basically expect their business to be done and dusted. Uh, Chelsea have brought in a fair few players, City too. And then, of course, the, the key Thiago Alcantara signing for Liverpool. Could we see a surprise? You mentioned to kind of look out for Milik with the, with the Tottenham striker search. Are there any of those clubs just to keep an eye on in case they do spring a shock and, and get the checkbook back out? In this moment, I don't expect something like this. As you said, clubs like Liverpool, Liverpool are okay and not involved in any other transfer in this moment. I see some rumors about Kabak, about Ismail Asar, but in this moment, Liverpool board say they are okay. They are thinking about the situation of Jorginho Wijnaldum for the next season, about his contract, but they are not concentrating this right now about some new players to sign after Diogo Jota and obviously after Thiago. So congrats to Liverpool because they signed the top player like Thiago for <laughs> yeah. cheap fee like, like they did. So congrats to Liverpool. About Manchester City, they are okay on defence with, with Ruben Dias. They are not going again for Koulibaly, for Conde. The only centre-back will be him. Possible that Eric Garcia will leave the club because Barcelona will, will try again to sign him. So Eric Garcia is the main target in defence for Barcelona. So pay attention to this situation. About Chelsea... I will always keep an eye on the situation of Declan Rice with West Ham because Frank Lampard is in love with him. He wants also Declan Rice after a terrific window, always in a positive way, because Chelsea have been fantastic this summer. So they always try also for, for Declan Rice. They will try for Declan Rice, but I'm told from West Ham noises also from the board 
they are convinced to keep the player. They won't sell the rice. So it won't be easy. If Chelsea will try, it would be for an important bit because at the moment West Ham say we are going to keep the rice. So that's the situation for Chelsea. I don't see so, many other players coming. They want just top targets. They don't want plan B. They don't want different players. They want top targets. So if they will sign another one, I expect it to be Declan Rice and not another one. And pay attention to Marcos Alonso because he can leave the club. Inter are interested in him as the left back and he could be an option on loan. So if you were to make a prediction, once the deadline slams shut, once they can no longer make transfers, do you reckon Declan Rice will be a Chelsea player or a West Ham player? I, in this moment, I would say West Ham. I would okay. say West Ham because if you talk with their board and with the president and anyone in West Ham, they say the player is staying. They are so convinced. So we have to respect West Ham. Obviously, when you talk about top clubs, it's normal you can say, okay, to get excited about the deal. But we have to respect also clubs like West Ham. We're working well on the transfer market and they say we want to keep the player. So it's up to Chelsea if they put the money, but it must be an important bit. They can sign him. If not, the player obviously will stay with West Ham. Final one, final question before I let you go. It's not about this season, not about this transfer window, but there have been some rumours that Liverpool long-term are looking to bring Kylian Mbappe to Anfield as a long-term target. Any, I mean, this is this is the big one, I guess, for Liverpool fans. Any truth in that? And can you see it happening? I have to be honest, in this moment, we are talking about something that is not really happening because obviously clubs like Liverpool, like Manchester City and same Real Madrid can think to players like Mbappé. But right now, there has been no contact to get Mbappé to Liverpool for next summer. So we have to wait some weeks to understand the real situation. But Liverpool are not working to get Mbappé next summer. Also, because if you talk with, with the president of Paris Saint-Germain, Nasser Al-Khelaifi, about Mbappé, he is ready to fight to keep Mbappé, <laughs> to make another bid to extend his contract. So it will be a war to get Mbappé on next summer, in my opinion. And it will depend by the player. But Mbappé now is focusing just on Paris Saint-Germain, on winning with Paris Saint-Germain, and not on moving on on next summer. So we need to wait some weeks, in my opinion. It's not just about next summer, but in some weeks you can understand more because his agent would work with Paris Saint-Germain also to understand what will happen with his contract. But Nasser Al-Khelaifi will try to keep him 100%. Brilliant, Fabrizio. We've just ran out of time before I could ask you if there are any Oxford United transfers coming in. But uh, I really appreciate <laughs> your your time here. I do recommend anybody listening or watching to make sure they follow Fabrizio, both on Twitter and on Instagram. As I say, really, really reliable transfer sources and stories throughout the day and a key person to, to listen to on Transfer Deadline Day. And also, I recommend that you download the Odds Checker app now for all sports, all betting needs, best prices, best bookie offers, free bets and the very best tipsters as well. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel for more of this content. We hope to speak to Fabrizio again very, very soon if he lets us. And uh, and yeah, most importantly, make sure you enjoy the rest of the window. Fingers crossed, it should be a very, very good end to the transfer window. Mm-hmm.